Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Portions of the Oilers Now podcast are brought to you by ProAmSports.ca. We return to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Office Equipment Solutions North America wide? Yeah, Digitex does that. D-I-G-I-T-E-X dot C-A on Oilers Radio. 630 Chad. It's 1235 in Edmonton. Welcome back, everybody. Bob Stoffer with you in Oilers Now. Guests on our show receive gift certificates to Roos Chris Steakhouse. Follow Lee Sizzle to Alberta's own Roos Chris Steakhouse. 9990 Jasper Avenue. A reminder that every Wednesday night is date night at Roos Chris, where two can dine uh, for $120. Uh, we welcome uh, to the show a guy who's actually in the Hockey Hall of Fame, as opposed to a guy hosting the show who has to pay his way to get into the Hockey Hall of Fame. Bob Stoffer with you, along with NHL by Matty, Jim Matheson. Jim, how are you? Good, Bob, and I also have to pay my way into the Hockey Hall of Fame because I'd have to fly to Toronto to go in. Oh, okay. <laughs> so you, you, you don't have, like, the, uh, the the green card that gets you in or whatever? No. No? Uh, and you will attest to the fact we are one of the shows that actually gives you something for coming in. You've you've built up a litany over the years of Roos Chris gift certificates. So there you go. I uh, have indeed. There you go. I just I know you were listening just coming in. We were talking about what's the biggest wild card, and we're going to start there. We're going to do some old school stuff a little bit later on and get you to tell some of the stories of the World Hockey Association and the you know the early infancy of when the Oilers were in the NHL. But uh, just in terms of wild card, we got some terrific texts on our Westlaw. For text line, I'll get you to. You'll get a chuckle out of a couple of these. Um, here we go. Uh, Bob, uh, pull your in the minors while Raddy's on the big club would be so Oilers. Why refuse to put your potential star in a position to succeed? Uh, you can text us at uh, six thirty six thirty. Topher out of uh, Red Deer uh, says, "Bob, pool party ain't no wild card. He's a stone cold flop." Steve says, "Bob, the whole damn team is a wild card." Lots of texts coming in. Lots of texts coming in saying uh, the biggest tech uh, wild card is how the defense will play. Oscar and Sekra back from injury. This one comes to us out of Salmon Arm from Howie. Nurse takes the next step. Bouchard makes the team as a 16-man and power play specialist. Russell and Benning take turns in the press box. Oilers D would be considered top 10 in the league. That comes to us from Howie. So lots of different thoughts. Do you agree with the texter who said, I think it was Mike, who said the whole darn team is a bit of a wild card, or is that a little much? 
Well, I was going to say singular. I was going to say plural because there's more than one wild card on this. Team. Yeah. Uh, well, certainly, Puyari is a you know, this is his third year in the league now, and I think he's got to make a step forward to being a 20 goal scorer. And that's a you know, Death Valley on the right wing right now with no real veteran right winger, um, even a Teddy Purcell. No, even Teddy Purcell, you know, right. played a long time there. So. Um, he has to step forward, you know. Three years in the league. I mean, I think Dubois stepped out, out, it up in, in uh, Columbus, and, you know, they picked Dubois ahead of Puyarvi, and I know Puyarvi's younger. Uh, but I'm, I'm a little leery of just saying age. I think it's, it's amount of time you played in the league. Right. And, you know, he's played a year and a half, I guess, because he got sent back to, to Bakersfield his first year. But Jim, there's, there's a, here's the thing. There's people out there that say, just play him with McDavid or play him with Dreisaitl. Just play him with one of those two guys. I'm not from that school, and I'll tell you why. Because those guys want guys that deserve to play with them. And I look at uh, uh, the opportunities with Strom, where theoretically you would get third-pairing ma- matchups defensively. Strom could kind of Paul Yarby would be his guy. Sort of like Derek Roy had Yakupov as his guy. He took ownership from him. So I don't mind the slow and steady wins the race here of Paul Yarby. My personal perception is that there is he has yet to show me that he has elite hockey sense, and he has to learn how to play the North American game. At times, he's in the wrong spots. That said, he has a special skill set. He's big. He can skate. uh, He can shoot, though he doesn't get it off often. Do you agree or disagree, Jim? At some point, he is going to pop as a player. I think so. I'm more from the same school you are. I think they could play him on the third line and play him on the second power play so he's always on the second power play unit getting his 30 40 seconds every game and four opportunities to maybe score a goal on the power play let's put it this way if Connor mcdavid wanted puyarvi on his right wing he would be with Connor mcdavid i think Connor mcdavid is the captain of the team and i think he calls more shots than you perhaps you think he does and i think right now puyarvi's still feeling his way and i'm you know, I, I guess in, in training camp you could you could say okay, Raddy gets the call with with Con- early early because yeah. they were together at, at the end of the year, but if it doesn't look like he's doing it, then you, you could play, put Jesse up with Connor. But I, maybe in the either with either player in, in training camp and see how it works. And if it doesn't work, then you're playing with Ryan Stroh. I would play uh, Tobias Reeder on the right side with Leandro Isaitl. So would I. Would you? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Well, two German-born players who've played together before, at least on the same team. I don't know if they played in the same line, but they played in the same German teams. And he can skate. And Dreisaitl, you know, I mean, if you're going to play Lucic on the other side, is Lucic a big wild card for the Oilers? Because to me, he's not He's not as big a wild card. Like, I think, I think there's a lot of fans that just think he's done. I don't think he's done. I think he had a horrendous year. He says it's 90% mental. I take him at his word. So get your game together, get your head right, and get going. Well, this is his, his pivotal year. If he if he gets 34 points again, he's on the downward slide as an right. NHL player. Let's put it this way. You can't get as much ice time as, as he, he normally gets and get 34 points and play in the top six. So 
I agree with you. I think the fans in Edmonton, to be brutally honest, are far too quick to write people off. The whole team played poor last poorly last year, with you know exception of of Connor and Darnell Nurse certainly in the first half of the year, and and Leon at stretches had played well. The whole team played poorly, and suddenly you're gonna you're gonna say to Milano, you're terrible. Go away. And there's lots of people say he's had two bad years. No, he hasn't. He had, the first year was about what he normally gets, around 50 points. How he scored was different. He wasn't yeah. as good five-on-five five as he traditionally been. He'd been way better on the power play. While in last year, of course, the power play tanked in the second half of the year. By the way, by my count, uh, he missed six to eight sitters. On the power play alone, six to eight one-timers where he had open nets or hit goal posts or jammed it back into the goalie's pads. You know, if he gets half those, we're having a different conversation. Well, I think the first month of the season is very important to him. He needs to score five or six goals in the first month of the season and get going. If he's yeah. another first month and he's only got one goal, you're going to believe, he's going to be thinking to myself, I have no hands anymore. I can't find the net. Because, you know, he played the last half of last year and got one goal. So, What do you think of Strom? Uh, I think he's where he should be. I think he's a, a, a third-line NHL center. I think it was very important for him last year to get some special teams play. So he gets more minutes and uh, it rounds out his game more. I don't think... He's one of those first-round draft choices who isn't as good as his draft position was. Right. Fifth overall, I think he was. But he's an he's a good player, but he's he's perfectly situated as a third line center. No. So if he went fifteenth or later, no no issues. That's fine. That's what you get in that spot. But because he went fifth overall, there's a greater expectation to produce offense. Yeah, and he's really only had one year where he played you know, he looked like a Top six top forward. Six forward. And, and, and for the most part, he's a 30 to 40 point player. And, you know, as Sam Gagne has been for much of his career, uh, and he's had a long career, he's a 40 to 50 point player, uh, but not 60 or 70. Right. Well, to date, Ryan Nugent Hopkins is not a 60 point player. He's had 56 points a couple times. Uh, realistically, if you know, he got moved to left wing down the stretch, had a point per game playing with Connor. He is a smart player, he can process the game. Those two guys should be able to read and react off one another. Uh, they both, that's the other thing that we need to explain here. They both like Ty Ratty, and, and Ryan in particular, uh, because he grew up and knows Ratty. Uh, they're of the same age. I mean, they're drafted in the same draft class. You could see that there was a sense that they knew Ratty was going to be where he was supposed to be, and that was part of the issue, and there was a little bit of belief there when the, in, in Ratty as uh, things went on down the stretch. I think Rat in Ratty's case, he's almost always going to have somebody saying yeah you sh- showed us for five games show us for 10 show yeah. us for 20 because he's played a, f- a, a fair number of seasons in the nhl and hasn't put up the numbers he did in junior and really there comes a tipping point with players after a certain period of time they're either tweeners they're american leaguers but not good enough to play regular in the nhl or they finally get it the coach on that team trusts you and he plays you a lot and then suddenly you become a 20 goal 55 point player and you're an NHL player he didn't do it in St. Louis he had opportunities where he kind of teased the Blues where he looked like a player but he couldn't keep it going so uh, I think some players training camp is 
is not of consequence. Players like him, he, he has to keep it going again like he did. Well, he needs to be up and running because that's part of his issue has been the, the perception that off-season-wise he hasn't put the work in. He, he has to be lighter and f- and still fast. And ready to go. And ready to go. Right from the get-go. Bob Stoffer with you along with Hockey Hall of Fame writer from the Edmonton, uh, well, I guess now it's post-media because he, he appears in both the Edmonton Journal and the Edmonton Sun, Jim Matheson. When we come back in orders now, we're going to talk a bit about... Uh, the defense and goal, because there's question marks there as well. We'll get to your text on our Westlock Ford text line. This is Oilers Now. When you want to fly your Oilers colors with fan gear or outfit your fan cave, there's only one place. ProAmSports.ca. Jerseys, apparel, headwear, and memorabilia from your favorite players and teams. Whether it's the NHL, the CFL, the NFL, MLB, or more, ProAm Sports are your fan cave specialists. And if it comes with a ProAm Sports Certificate of Authenticity and hologram, you know it's 100% authentic, hand-signed memorabilia. So no matter who you cheer for, ProAm Sports has got your guy. Visit their Edmonton showroom on St. Albert Trail. Fill your fan cave at ProAmSports.ca That's ProAmSports.ca Hi, this is Ryan Nugent Hopkins from your Edmonton Oilers. You're listening to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer on 630 Chad. He texts us at 630, 630 on our Westlock Ford text line. Uh, this text comes in out of Edmonton. Bob, I'm sick of people saying Lucic had a horrible year. Uh, he played great for half the year and had a horrible second half. Uh, this text comes in saying, Bob, you're a hypocrite. Oh, well, that's not nice. You said, uh, uh, yes, a Pugliarvi doesn't deserve to play top six yet, but you say Lucic deserves top six. Think about that for a second. Lucic does not deserve top six from Jay. My issue is Lucic is a proven top six player in the National Hockey League, and to this date, uh, yes, a Pugliarvi has not proven it uh, at this time. People are very quick to... Lucic has won a Stanley Cup and has played 11 or 12 years in the league. I mean, you know, I I don't... (laughs) I don't like fans who immediately fall on the, they did the same thing with Yakupov if he just played him with better players he'd he'd get more points he'd get more goals well really he only had the one good year and that was the lockout season for Ralph Kruger and Ralph was an excellent coach and did a really nice job on him and he got three goals his last game five he got five goals in his final two games yeah so he got that totally goals. inflated his numbers the thing about Yak, uh, we we both put out tweets when he signed over in Russia. He's a, he's a good person. Yeah. He was almost more worried about getting along with the media than he was his own teammates. Like I didn't see him particularly hang out with a lot of guys. Uh, I, I think he's a really happy Bullen took him under his wing a bit, and I think that you know he wanted him to to be cultured, you know, be a bit of a Renaissance man. And Yak got involved in some different things, um, but Yak to me did not work on what he wasn't good at. And that's part of the... And the other thing is, he could shoot, but he didn't go and create spots where guys could hit him to shoot. And so I, I, I just don't think he worked on his... And then he washed out with St. Louis and Colorado. So it's not just an Edmonton thing. He didn't make... Now, did the coaching changes here hurt him? Absolutely. That was a factor. But at the end of the day, the guy played for three different organizations. And, and it's 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 upsetting that there are a lot of Russian-born players that that have that that card in their pocket that if I don't get the playing time here and I don't play well, I'll just go back to Russia. He wanted to play. He, he, wanted, he, he wanted to be. The here. league gave up on him. Yes. And it wasn't the it wasn't him saying I'd rather not. I'd rather go back to be the big fish in the little or smaller yeah. pond. He wanted to stay in North America, and I've I don't feel sorry for him, but 
in some ways, um, you feel for a guy who loved the rink, loved being around the rink, uh, in the community was better than a, an awful lot of players, and he's back in Russia. Now, yeah. maybe he finds himself in Russia in two years there, and suddenly looks like he's a 25-goal scorer over there, and somebody else brings him back and says, yeah, we'll give you a shot because you're still only right. you know, 24, 25. Some, some players, I mean, nobody had our Tammy Panarin even on their radar screen at 18, and he's a damn good player right now. Interesting situation that uh, Columbus is in there, Jim. All right, let's switch focus. Uh, biggest wild cards, a lot of people are bringing up the defense. How do you see the Oilers' top six? Is it an automatic that it's going to be, and by the way, you've, you, well, tell people you're, you're nurse, because you got the story direct from nurse's agent. What's going to happen there? Well, he's taking a look at the cap. And there's no cap money, so he's not signing a long-term contract. He's going to be a bridge contract. I suspect the orders are trying to get him for the $2.7 million range, and he's trying to get three, over three. Right. Between, say, 3.1, 3. Point, I think he's trying to get Ryan Strom money. And he probably looks at it and says, okay, Strom got 34 points. You know, Darnell got 26 and was never on the power play. So and Darnell played a lot of minutes. Played a lot of minutes. So uh, that's probably what he's looking for. Um, and I think Darnell hasn't proven yet that he's a, certainly not a top pairing defenseman. He was played a lot of top pairing minutes last year, but I don't. I think the jury's kind of out with the coaching staff. What is this guy going to be? Is he just going to be a penalty killer, always out on the penalty kill, and against second lines, and he's tough, but there's not a lot of offense there. Right. Is he going to be twenty to twenty-five points a year, or is he going to be? 35 to 40 and I don't I think he's a transporter of the puck as opposed to move it to somebody <laughs> yeah, he doesn't else. transition it well he, he can carry it from the goal line to the other team's blue line but he's not Shattenkirk blue line in no but he's not and uh, you know I think what he does have and he should probably do a little bit more of it is keep going with the puck and go around people because he's a really good skater right and he can go around people and then once he's got half a step on somebody or then take it to the net take it to the net He's like, as a skater, he's very good for a big. How player. important is Trent Yanni going to be to this defense? Uh, I think he'd be very important. I think he he's done a nice job with a lot of defensemen in his day. Whether that was you know the young defenseman in Anaheim and then before that with Duncan Keith and Seabrook. and Seabrook and people like that in Chicago, I think he'd be good. And he's, I think he'd be good on the PK. You know if if. if that's his role, too. In, in, in fairness, the penalty killing from middle of February on was pretty good. Yeah. And once Todd McClellan took that over, Bob Stoffer, Jim Matheson with you. So I've got, uh, I mean, logic would dictate that, okay, here's what they're going to do. They're going to go with the same six guys that started the playoffs a couple of years ago. Uh, you know, maybe, maybe Nurse with Benning, maybe Sekro with Russell, and, and then obviously... Um, you know, Clefbaum with Larson. Clefbaum is going to be on the first unit power play. Bouchard is a big wild card, though. And I think he's going to, when we had, are you going, are you making the trip over there? Or did Tichkowski get that, Rob Tichkowski get that trip? Uh, I put in for the trip. You put in for the trip. So when we go over there, my guess is that we are going to be seeing uh, Evan Bouchard uh, play for the Edmonton Oilers on that. I still think he'll be with us. Well, I think nine games anyway. I don't, think, yeah. I don't see him getting anything less than, than Yamamoto got last year. Right. So nine games. Uh, I think a wild card is Sekra. He came back, you know, halfway through last year and never caught up. And then at the end of the year, you know, he got another minor injury and and they shut him down. 
He's 32 years old now, and you know he can't lose half a step. He's a no one say the word is slick, but he's quite a quiet kind of defenseman. But right. He can't he can't be losing half a step. And if you're gonna if you're counting on him playing in the top four, he's got to play 22 minutes a game or something like. I that. don't think he has to play in the top four, actually, Jim. I think he can be the number five D man. I because I look at Clefbaum and Nurse and say, to me, both those guys can play 22 minutes a game, and that means that Sekera can. Now you're paying him a lot of money. Yeah, you're gonna have you're gonna have Sekera and and Russell making 9.5 yeah. million. Well, that's that's fifth and sixth defense. That's why the analytics guys absolutely bludgeon the Oilers on the signing of Chris Russell. Not so much on Secker because at the time he was a top four defenseman for the first, certainly the second year he was, you could argue, the team's best defenseman over the balance of the year, despite the fact that uh, Clefbaum, you know, had 12 goals and 38 points. Secker, you know, had seven, I think, eight goals and 35. I mean, he was pretty, pretty darn good. All right. Uh, you brought something up during the break. Another wild card for the orders. Do we know how good Koskinen is? I uh, know. I think they're hoping he's better than Anders Nilsson. Yeah. They both came from the same league. They're both big, tall goaltenders. They both once played for the New York Islanders. And I think they brought Anders over as a backup. And then when Cam started poorly that one year, Anders played well for a month and then kind of lost it and then got traded. Um, that's a lot of money for a Two and a half minute. It almost looks like, well, there was five teams maybe wanted to sign the guy, and they said, well, okay, we're going to give you two and a half million dollars, and you come here. I think it's covering their their tracks. They're thinking that you know, hey, maybe he's Mika Kiprasov. I don't know. And but it's a slap in the face at Cam Talbot too. I think they're thinking we're bringing this guy over, paying him two and a half million dollars, and he's just not here to hold your bags. He's going to be playing a lot of games because you didn't play very well last year. So the year before, Cam was great. Last year he was average, like most oiler right. oiler players, and now this year they're bringing over a, a, a goalie making two and a half million dollars. That's more than a lot of backups. One and a half a lot for a lot of backups, and the, the, the true fact is they signed the player. But but if Cam Talbot plays well early, and the Oilers are winning games, they're not going to make a, They're not going to Koskinen. You know they'll keep riding Cam. And they hope Cam plays well. You know, Cam, when he's playing good, he wants to play every night, and the coaching staff wants to win the games. Right. Well, there's no question about that. Uh, Mitch in the Greater says, Bob, so Connor Yamamoto and Drake Kajula have earned the right to play in the top six. Give me a break. Well, I don't have Yamamoto on the team, and I have Drake Kajula on the fourth line. I do think that uh, Kajula has received a... He's been given lots of opportunity. I don't think there's any question about that. Uh, biggest wild card uh, is the f- first shot of a game. Then each period. Let's uh, start with a stop and see where it goes from there. Too many times the orders were done before they even got started. That one comes to us from Jay. So that speaks to uh, Maddie's comments about the goaltending. And Ziggy Palfi out of Kelowna, who uh, was kind enough to tweet out a photo of me from when I was 11 years of age. He's uh, friends with my sister. Thanks for that, Ziggy Palfi. Bob, the biggest wild card this year is who's going to replace Brendan Ulrich on orders now. There you go. Off to a global news weather traffic update with Eileen Bell. When we come back, uh, we're going to talk... a bit about uh, the orders of yesteryear with Jim Matheson. What was it like being around that group? This is orders now. 